the most delightfully fascinating character in the realms of mystery, Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan, at Dudley Ward's home, Pine View, is now faced with the problem of who killed Dr. Swan, as well as who killed Vandini, Ward's divorced wife. All of the guests, in the eyes of the law, had motive. All had opportunity. But the immediate question to be solved is, who had the key to the unoccupied house where Swan was murdered? It is the morning after the discovery, and Sheriff Don Holt is about to remind Charlie Chan that they must search for the possessor of that key when the Honolulu detective silences him with a wave of the hand. Breakfast first, Sheriff. It is depressing, but nonetheless true fact that murder notwithstanding, we must continue to partake of food. Yes, uh, Mr. Chan, although I catch myself at times thinking how terrible it is that we must go about our daily business with, with Ellen dead, murdered. Uh, but Mr. Chan is right. We couldn't have gone without eating, no matter how badly we felt since... Since that night. I was not thinking of that night, Mr. Ward. I was thinking of last night. Last night? Yes, Mr. Ward. Last night, Dr. Swan was murdered. What? What was that? Swan. Swan? Swan murdered? Yes, Mr. Ward. We, Sheriff Holt and I, found Dr. Swan in that unoccupied house adjoining Pine View. Well, then why weren't we told? Why didn't we hear about it? I was awake, Huey. I looked into your room, but you were asleep, and, well, I decided not to waken you. You were awake, Miss Beaton? Yes, Mr. Ward. I was wakened with the banging of one of the doors. I got out of bed. Mr. Romano and Mr. Ryder and, yes, Ah Singh. We were all awake when Inspector Chan and Don, Mr. Holt, the sheriff, came back to Pineview. But great Scott, Chan. What's the meaning of it? Why Swan? Mr. Ward, you made statements. Some time ago it was, that you had carried hospitality too far. Yes, Inspector. When we made the discovery that the money was missing from Landini's handbag, I I felt that I had been entertaining a thief. You were entertaining worse than thief, Mr. Ward. Dr. Swan was blackmailer. Swan? A blackmailer? Surely not. Surely there must be some mistake. Afraid not, Mr. Ward. What do you say, Sheriff? You have been silent. Pretty sure thing, I'm afraid, Mr. Ward. But, but good heavens, who was Swan blackmailing? Madam Landini. But for what? What could he know about Landini that would... Oh, I, I think I see. I can believe it, all right. Swan tried approaching me. You, Huey? What could Swan want with you? Oh, he dropped it as soon as he found out I had no money. I have purposely avoided talking with you, Mr. Beaton, because of your affection for Madam Landini. I realized fully the terrible strain under which you've been laboring. But now, 
I think exercise of my tongue is quite in order. For what did Swan try to blackmail you? Seems rather silly. I mean, it doesn't seem to have much bearing on the case. Criminal invariably is caught in own toils because of stupid act or stupid remark. Possibly silly thing you have in mind will develop into essential clue we so unsuccessfully seek. Well, the night of the murder, when Landini's plane was hovering over the house, I went outside onto the terrace to look at it. Perfectly natural reaction. Proceed. Uh, well, Swan was standing there. But I saw Dr. Swan. Please, Miss Beaton. Yes, Mr. Beaton. Well, Swan was standing there. He didn't notice me at first. There were voices above on the study balcony. Ellen's voice and the other, I don't know, but... After the murder was discovered, Swan approached me and said that I must have heard what was said. And that if I didn't tell you, Inspector Chen, then he, Swan, would have to see about it was the expression he used, I think. And you told Dr. Swan what, Mr. Beaton? I told him he was mistaken, that I'd been standing there only a moment, that I'd heard nothing. He persisted, but I think I convinced him, for he didn't mention it again. But you did hear something? Yes, but of no value. Afraid, Mr. Beaton, we, Sheriff and I, would have to be judges of that. Please? Well, I... I heard Ellen say, Oh, it's you, is it? Well, I'm freezing to death. Get me my scarf. It's on the bed in the next room, the green one. Ah. Most interesting. You heard Landini ask for her own scarf. It's true. I know it sounds... It sounds... Do not trouble to explain your thoughts on how it sounds, Mr. Beaton. Uh, that is all, just at present. Uh, thank you so much. Mr. Sheriff? Oh, uh, uh, yes, Inspector? Join Miss Beaton and your humble servant in the study in few minutes, please. Why, yes. Sure you don't want me along with you now? In few minutes, please, Sheriff. Uh, huh? Finish your breakfast. I note that Miss Beaton is finished. <laughs> Come, dear young lady, please. Yes, Inspector Chairman. Surprising, is it not, how morning hours loosen the tongue? You are aware of significance of two things divulged in course of conversation at breakfast table? No, Mr. Chan, I can't say that I am. Miss Beaton, I brought you to study because I do not wish to inflict unnecessary pain on Sheriff. Mr. Holt, has deep regard for you, which, if encouraged, oh, so slightly, will rapidly ripen to tender emotion. Oh, no, please, not interrupt. Now, here we are at study. As I said, uh, but do not stand, please. Sit down. Thank you. What I have to say to you may be painful. Therefore, I wish to do so in privacy of study. You understand meaning of word alibi? Yes, I I think so. You realize that persons deliberately putting forth alibi place themselves under renewed suspicion? I, yes, I suppose that is true. Alas, yes. Now, this morning, your brother Hugh brings out conversation he overheard, which, by the way, is not evidence and would in court be ruled out of evidence as hearsay. Your brother, I say, tries to provide alibi for you on night of murder by saying that he overheard murdered woman ask for her scarf. Please, Mr. Chan, don't blame Hugh for that. But, dear young lady, why did he not come forward with such important evidence the night of murder? That, 
That was my fault, Mr. Chen. I... Huey told me, and I said, please don't tell that. They'll think you... They'll think you're just saying that to try and clear me. You said that? You swear it? I swear it, Mr. Chen. Huh. Now about other disclosures. You realize that you provided alibi for your brother last night? I? When? How? When you said that you looked in brother's room and found him asleep. Why, I didn't think of it in that way. It was ordinary conversation when Hugh asked me why he wasn't told about... Oh, Don. <laughs> you already recognize his knock on door? <laughs> Come in, Sheriff. We have finished discussion, Sheriff. And at future time, Miss Beaton will disclose same to you. But now, we have neglected duty to perform. Oh, yes, you mean about the key. The key to the house where Swan was murdered. Huh? Right, Sheriff. By the way, you made arrangements for removal of Swan's body? Yes, I called the coroner and Cash Shannon, my deputy. Very good. This afternoon, we will take Miss Beaton for walk in that direction. But now kitchen calls for our attention. The kitchen? Yes. Back door was used last night by murderer. We will see if Cook, who sleeps in little bedroom off back stairs, heard anything. Then we will start on trail of missing key. We leave you now, Miss Beaton, but this afternoon we take walk. I'll be looking forward to it, Inspector. And thank you for, for believing me. My dear, a person becomes a friend. Because one learns to believe in that person. You, if I may say so, are regarded by this humble Honolulu detective as very good friends. Oh. Thank you so much. That statement of Mr. Hugh Beaton's that Landini said, Oh, it's you, is it? Is very disturbing, Sheriff. Doggone it, I know it is. I've been thinking about it ever since. Ah. Then you have come to some definite conclusion? I have, Inspector. Who would Landini be likely to address as, Oh, it's you, is it? Pretty soon the teacher will be taking lessons from the pupil. I await your conclusion. Well, I hate to say it, but it'll be either Cecile or Arsene. Yes. Your ruminations brought you to farther conclusions? Yes. How do you get? I'm watching you, Sheriff. You will become more than county sheriff. You think. You apply rules of logic... And he who thinks and thinks rightly shall someday sit at the Emperor's right hand. Well, since Landini would only be likely to speak to Cecile or Arsene that way, and Cecile had already refused to get the blanket for the dog, that leaves Arsene. Sorrowfully, I feel that you are correct. Oh, but here's the cook. Yes. Good morning, Mrs. O'Farrell. We're sure and it's you, is it, Mr. Chan? Yes, Mrs. O'Farrell. May we enter sacred precincts of kitchen? I bet you can, Mr. Chan, and welcome. Can I be up or doing anything for you? Did you hear any disturbances last night, Mrs. O'Farrell? And that I didn't, Mr. Chan. <laughs> After a day's work like I put in, I sleep without moving on me bed till five o'clock in the morning. I see. Well, thank you so much. Yes? But this is the cook. Oh. Yes, he's here. For Mr. Chan. Yeah, thank you. Yes? This is Inspector Chan. Yes? <gasps> ah. Oh, thank you. Smart idea, that of Ward, having these phone extensions. Indeed, yes. That was Telegraph Company. I took liberty of wiring owner of house, an occupied house where Swan was found. 
as to who had key to same. Yeah? Owner wires reply, only Singh has key. Uh, where is Singh? Singh, Mr. Tan? He's in the pantry. Oh, uh, Singh! Hey, what you looking at? Like I see Singh? Oh, oh, Mr. Chan. Singh? You know where key to unoccupied house is kept? Oh, sure, me now. Show me. Me too busy now. Me fix them, uh, everything you have. Show me that key, Singh. Oh, like they keep a collar on. See, he hang on hook here, a pantry. Oh, oh, see, he no stay stop. Key is gone? Yes, the key all the same is gone. No stay stop. You mean someone has stolen it? What you think, was it? So, again, suspicion points to our Singh. But to use an old expression, there's more in this than meets the eye. We'll wait to see what Inspector Chan makes of it. After your sponsor has delivered his message, Inspector Chan will be with us again. Chinese tidbit you have for us this evening. I have been thinking of young Sheriff Holt's rapid progress in chosen profession. And I am reminded of ancient Chinese saying regarding same. Plain living and high thinking enlarge the brain but keep the ego small. Such a man will be remembered with kindliness and admiration. Combined affection not placed in many persons. Thank you, Inspector Chan, and good night. <laughs> 